0: It's your boy, Blue, and on today's episode of Blue Dope, we have someone who said, not only is it cool to be a dad, but it's really cool to be a black dad. Let's break down every stereotype. Let's give back to the community. And he got awarded an NAACP award for doing so, right? Author. Um, He organizes marches. There's a, a, a ton of stuff that he does. So we got none other than Sean Williams from the dad gang in the building appreciate that that's a nice intro oh yeah 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 man. that's that's it man but it's all the things you've earned the things you've done yeah,
1: it's and a
0: journey. um no nah, i'm sure i'm sure it has because this is nothing that is built overnight right right and over here at blue dope we definitely love to understand the journey of the person um i know where you're from so Share with everyone where you're from. Brooklyn. Brooklyn, born and <laughs> raised.
1: I, I mean, every ch- chance I get to say it, I say it out loud. <laughs> you you have to. It still yeah. holds its weight everywhere. Right. Globally. Right. right. <laughs> you know, so B- Brooklyn, born and raised. Um, Bounced around a little bit now uh, in the DMV area okay. between there and L.A. Uh, kind of doing my thing. What, what was your dynamic
0: growing up you know when i when I say dynamic you know what was your household like what did it look like?
1: so originally I'm from a two uh, not originally I, a two- family a two-parent household okay um my dad was always there um interestingly enough, my dad was there but he wasn't very present. You know, so I got two Trinidadian parents, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't
0: even know you, was, I don't remember that part. See, there's, a, a, Trini, lot, there's a lot Trini. we didn't know. I, I, but, we but, my family here. So. Like we,
1: we might be cousins. That's it, you know probably. But um, yeah, Trini family, you know, just moved from Trinidad, so it was hard for him. Three okay. kids, family yeah. of five. And um, I put a lot of, he, he he didn't have a lot of time to really, you know, develop that, that bond that I would have wanted when I was a kid. Okay. You know, so okay. he's always working. Um, definitely, you know, always had a good roof over our heads, yeah, food yeah, on the yeah. table, whatnot. So he did his thing, okay. but it was the relationship, uh, between he and I that was really lacking. And I actually grew up resenting him for that. Wow. Yeah, we weren't close. And I had major feelings about that up until I had a family of my own. Wow. So, yeah, we weren't talking when I started my family. And as I started my family, I, I was, you know, I'm looking at my second child and I said, you know, at some point, um... I might make a mistake and mm-hmm. I don't want her to 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 like not give me grace or space, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To come back and make things right. So I said, I can't expect that from my kids if I'm harboring so much anger and animosity mm-hmm. for True. my dad True. and knowing that I had a lot more things than him as a, as an immigrant from Trinidad, mm-hmm. you know, n- now I have more education. I got more money. You know, I got more resources. There's Instagram. There's so yeah. many places for me to get resources and ways to, like, deal with my kids that he didn't have. True. So I just started looking at it from a way, you know, a, a very different lens, and um, that helped me a lot. Helped me a lot. Did that upbringing make you closer to your mother? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, that's who you kicked it with. That's who I kicked it. I was my homie, you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? And, and then the fact that, you know, Trinidadian man, and, you know, when you become, like, 16, with the West Indian dads, like, they there's, like, a, a tension between you becoming a man and them. If they don't got their emotions right if they don't got their therapy right they always just so aggressive and angry yeah so as I became a man he kind of like pushed back so there was a lot there which made my mom have to be you know the the what do you call it like the savior and you know the the uh, there's a word for it. I'm I'm missing it but she was just the person in between him and I got it trying to kill the beef all the time so she was my savior wow wow I mean it's kind
0: of interesting because for me both parents Trinidadian, but my father lives in Trinidad, always did, mm-hmm. right? So I didn't have him in my household. And I almost want to get into a little bit of it right now in the fact of I think there are these misconceptions that you need to have the father in the home mm. right there. And, and this is a case where you had someone there, right? but he wasn't really right. there. And I always looked at my own life where I felt not having a father in the household yeah, there's probably a lot of good things I missed out on. Yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, there's a lot of negative stuff I probably missed out on, too, in some right. cases, right? right? So, I mean, on that same note, what are some of the misconceptions you think of, uh, about fatherhood that you hear out there that you think still need dispelling?
1: Um, there's so many. There's so many. Uh, honestly, and I don't even want to harbor on, on the bad ones. But mm-hmm. even, like, the fact that my dad was there but still not present, you can be in the house and still be a deadbeat. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like, still not be active. Yes. So you really got to, like, pay attention to how you show up, what your presence is like when you're in the house. Yeah. You know, it's not all about the grind. Uh, my boy, Belief in Fatherhood, another one of the uh, my dad gang guys, okay. he was like, you can't give your job 100% or 90% and come home and give your family 10%. True. You know True. what I'm saying? Like, you can't get worn out and beat down and then be angry about it or tired about it and then you come home and give your family the leftovers. Yeah. When that's your biggest job. Yeah. You know, so it's really about changing your mindset and understanding as a husband, as a father, you know, those positions are the ones that you can't get fired from. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you should take it that much more serious. Um, But misconceptions. Oh, man. We, we, we get back into those. Yeah, we get back yeah, yeah, in, yeah, I still, I want to go down the rest of the journey because
0: we crossed paths in high school yeah. back in Midwood. Yep. I think Midwood was an interesting time. Uh,
1: for a lot of us. For a lot of us. <laughs> yeah.
0: But at the same time, you know, I, I feel like you're one of the rock stars out of Midwood. You know, oh, we I had Kadeem Ellis there at the same time. Uh-huh, People uh-huh. know Safari for his wild antics and yep. everything, but yep. that was kind of, we were all in that, that same era of Midwood. Yeah. Um, what was things like for you just going from even like that era of time Into to to college, and what was your main focus? What did you think that you were going to be doing later on in life at that point?
1: Interesting. Not this, right? (laughs) Not this. I figured Um, that. Yeah. Uh, Coming out of Midwood, middle, it's so funny. Like, being born and raised in Brooklyn, you could go so many different ways, you know what I'm saying? Um, Facts. After leaving high school, I went to a school in Massachusetts that was a dud, left there, ended up back at Old Westbury, um, where I got into Greek life. Okay. Um, And I remember there's a lot of cats from Midwood that never really left the area. True. You know that. True. You know nice. what I'm saying so we come back and and high key. I'm not gonna name no names, but <laughs> dudes can't. There's a lot of dudes that was balling. Yeah. I'm not gonna say how or why, yeah. but I was like, damn. Like <laughs> I'm over here trying to get a degree in graphic design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This ain't yeah. gonna work, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like my homies back in Brooklyn, like like they, they was they, chilling. They chilling looking yeah. shiny right now. Yeah. What am I doing wrong? But um, well, I never really thought of what am I doing wrong. I just knew you know it was a different path. Yeah. Um, but outside of you know leaving uh, Brooklyn. Uh, moved to Queens. That's in my college years. Um, got to Old Westbury, joined a frat, which was really interesting because it, remember, my dad wasn't really there. So mm. when I joined the frat, it was a lot of older men okay. that I, uh, you know, ended up mentoring me and, you know, seeing just how they played it out, you know, having their degree. Um, a lot of them weren't immigrants. So they, you know, they got lineage in mm. the States. That's so true. True just that. looking at their foundation and um, just looking at all these grown uh educated, doing you know what I'm saying? Successful men was like eye-opening for me. Because before I'm looking at the hood dudes. You know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? I'm looking yeah, at the the hood success, but I didn't get a lot of collegiate success, uh success stories. So now I'm getting that. I joined the frat and uh it started shaping me as a leader. Okay. The first thing I did once I got into frat was become the president of that chapter. Oh wow. So wow. now as a right as the president of that chapter and there's a lot of there's a lot of objectives when you become a president or you have a position like that at a school that's like just getting really tapped into Greek life. Got so it. you get to throw parties, but you can't always just focus on the parties. Mm. There's an the educational aspect. There's how you show up on the campus. So I took all of these things into consideration. Also knowing that that was the easiest way to like solidify your popularity, right? Okay. Yeah, you join a yeah, yeah. frat. Um, you're going to get the popularity from being a part of the frat alone, but you could also carve out a name for yourself. Got it. So it's interesting. I had this name Sean Farrell coming out of Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> the one of our boys gave me. And, um... Is it is the way I spell my name? Sean with a number four and then real. But I joined a frat in my my line position with a five. Four. Oh, you a five? I was oh, a five.
0: If it's showing five real, ain't, right. it, ain't, it ain't flow the it, same. It ain't flow the same. <laughs> it ain't flow the
1: same. But um, just saying that to say right, like there was some pushback against me even like keeping my name like that. But I was very hell <laughs> bent on yeah on like I have a name to uphold. That's a name yeah. that I, that that was with me before I got here. So y'all don't got to give me a name with a K. You
0: know what I'm saying? But, I don't. Or you could throw out one of the shorter people and make me four. <laughs> we can, you know what we
1: could kick, kick the guy ahead of you. But um, but yeah. So I just had this whole this whole idea. Like I really got to like make my name. Okay. And starting to you know as the president of that chapter, I was able to like really mobilize my friends, mo- mobilize wow. the frat guys, not just at Westbury but also at Hofstra, okay, at Stony Brook. Yep, yep. So I'm I'm starting to have this you know this this leadership about me that kind of like spilled into fatherhood, which is. This this whole way that the, the dad gang kind of like mobilizes guys is really a frat tactic, you know okay. what I'm saying? Like, the, okay. the way I see it is like a frat, you know, we 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 fathers, but it's like a brotherhood of fatherhood, wow. you know what I'm saying? So, wow. it's a very similar conversation. When I meet you and we talk fatherhood, we're very vulnerable, yeah, you know yeah, it's a little so different conversation. The and romance starts early, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: Like, I mean, it's one of those things, it becomes super relatable. I think in any anything that you walk into, you bring up the kids it's a whole nother vibe. Exactly. Like, it's a whole nother thing.
1: Exactly.
0: So, yeah. So, obviously, you didn't go to school for that. No. Right? But you, in there, you... I, I do want to ask you one thing about fast because even for me, myself, like, I never joined one. Mm-hmm. And I think when I look back at my youth and the opportunities I did have, because mm-hmm. I was at Hofstra after I went to Temple, but one of the things for me, I find it hard to submit Mm-hmm. Two other men in that point right mm-hmm. and and that's because I think for me it was because I didn't have the father there. i didn't yeah. I didn't view the man figures as people that could be authoritative over me yeah right so yeah. how did that even feel for you like did you have to kind of pull back
1: some of your original emotions to even get that deep into it so interestingly enough yes and no i I more so saw it as i'm the I was the only boy in my family. Okay. So I really wanted the brotherhood aspect. Although got I have it, my friends, there was a whole level of brotherhood and of, you know, of belonging that I didn't have okay. on a bigger scale. And also, what was really impressive, I know it was a little crazy to like have to submit and be humble in yeah, front of yeah. scenarios like that, but when I saw these dudes pull up for these meetings, the way they pulled up, the way they were dressed, the way they spoke, everything about them, I said, if, if that's what I'm going to be after this, it's worth it. It's, like, it's probably let's, let's gonna work. what I'm saying it's probably gonna work. Let's do it. I, I had
0: the Brooklyn mentality because I was like, Yo, if I'm if I'm gonna so do this I... and not be paper, right? I, I'm a, I'm gonna be in this position. They gonna hit me? Like I'm I'm, I'm I am i am do not know if I could not hit. Well, them back, let right? me say
1: this on the mic. <laughs> on the Alpha Psi is a non-hazing fraternity. There we, we Teach, go. train, for leadership. <laughs> y'all not gonna get me. <laughs> nah, no, 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 We not trying to get you caught up over here. Thank you, thank you. But
0: yeah, Sonona, that's a beautiful story of how you were able to translate that. So college you finished mm-hmm. do you go out into the workforce what was your first endeavor
1: i'm anna a transgender woman. And I'm Cam, your dad. And this is The Transgender. Join Anna as she chronicles her transition, and Cam as he learns how to be a supportive parent.
0: This podcast is about embracing differences and finding common ground. It's a roller coaster of emotions, laughter, and genuine connection.
1: Tune in to new episodes of The Transgender Bi-Weekly. Subscribe and listen to The Transgender on your favorite podcast platform. Love you all, except the bigots. So college, I finish, um, I'm working in the creative field, okay. um, doing graphics here and there, websites here and there. Ended up landing a job in Long Island for another company where I moved up to being creative director. Nice. It's interesting because that's the title I wanted, right? I'm Mm -hmm. thinking if I get this degree, it was a a few years was a struggle. You know what I'm saying? Like designers don't get paid like that. Yeah. Yeah. So a few years was a struggle. And I'm like, if I could be a creative director somewhere, the, the title and the money that I want, right? Okay. When I got there, it was, I was still so unfulfilled as a person. I, I couldn't believe it. Wow. So now I'm sitting in this position. The job is nice. The money is nice. I got freedom. I'm not even working a full week. Okay. You know, but as creative director, I was getting the salary. And um, it just didn't mean as much as I, as I thought it would mean. Wow. So I started doing a few different things um, at that point. So just a little backstory. I had already had my first kid. Okay. First out of college, I had my, my first child wasn't planned obviously I was okay. only twenty two okay and um it was a whole ordeal it wasn't bad, but it's like as a young you know coming out of college, you thinking I'm thinking I'm gonna continue throwing frat parties <laughs> and like <laughs> you had other plans yeah like and, and that it, it changed a lot, but it didn't it didn't cramp my style the way I thought the okay. way st- stereotypically you hear it like oh he's young dad with a kid, okay it wasn't that bad, you know okay. what I'm saying like of course it's not. You, you know, you got to take on some serious responsibility. You're a father now, you know, yeah. and I'm in a co-parenting situation because I wasn't with uh, my, my child's mom. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it was some figuring out to do, but I didn't let it, like, really kill my style. You know what I'm okay. saying? Or, like, kill it. So I already knew, also, the fact that me and my dad wasn't close. I had a chip on my shoulder coming into fatherhood. Like, mm. I'm going to be super tight with my kids, mm. no matter what no the matter scenario what. is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I knew how much I wanted it, so I'm like, there's no way I could have a seed. Yeah. and not give them everything right wow so i have my first child i'm co-parenting then i have my second child now i'm like settled i'm in long island i planned it okay um and my career was still i was still a graphic designer i was still a creative director but i still felt like dang i don't want my kid to just see me behind a desk all day okay and now i'm not being very fulfilled so i end up joining um a volunteer fire department Okay. I was just trying to do like more, you know, like things <laughs> yeah. for them to see me in the, like, you know, in different lights, different lights. Um, and for it to be more fulfilling to my spirit too. Like I knew I had like a lot of purpose. When I joined the frat, I wanted the the chapter at O Westbury to be like significant and impactful. So I went hard. You know wow. what I'm saying? Like so I have a, te- a tenacity or a way about me that if I if I choose what I want to do, if I there's something I really want to do, I'm going to work at it yeah. and I'm going to get it. Yeah. So I joined the frat and I got the, you know, Now, noobs in New York, rampant. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's thousands of us everywhere because we were very active and we were strategic in that. So now here I am, years later, I become a dad, moved to Long Island. Um, I'm still looking for purpose in my adult life. But now I'm a family man, so it's not throwing parties. It's not the frat. I'm heavy into fatherhood, but career-wise, it's still like I'm kind of unfulfilled. So I was in this, like, space. Lo and behold, this lady... Stops me and my kid. Now I have a lot of time off because I'm a creative director, right? So I'm like, oh, I'll take some. Y'all don't really need me in the office. <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, I'm I have creative a... creative at home. Remote. Yeah. Yeah, I'm remote. You know what I'm saying? I'm taking like my daddy time. And I'm in the uh, in the grocery store. My, um, she- I think Cam might have been like one. Mm-hmm. She was old enough to be in a carrier. Okay. So she's on my chest. And we're going through the aisle. I'm like killing time. So we're having a good time. You know, I'm very relaxed as a dad. Very excited. And again, I live in Long Island. So yeah. I'm in a predominantly white area yes. too. I'm out by Stony Brook, Farmingville. And, um, yeah, the lady stops me and goes, we start having this conversation about, you know, somebody getting, you know, another black man getting killed. And, um, excuse me, take a sip. And um, the conversation, she was looking at me because of me and my daughter. That's that's what gave her the comfort to say, oh, let me talk to this guy. <laughs> because she hates, she's like, you know, I hate what's going on in America you know, another black man. It was something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, was another, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was one of those times. And she goes, yeah, it's, you know, like, I just hate what's happening to you guys. And she goes, is that your daughter? I say this story every time. This, it sounds funny every time. I'm like, well, I'm not. I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, lady? Niece. Like, come on now. Like, my God, daughter. This kid is strapped to my chest. Random, you know I mean? baby. <laughs> random baby. Random baby. <laughs> so I'm like, it ain't no random. And she goes, oh, my gosh. She's so cute. She goes, oh, man, it's so good to see that you stuck, stuck around for this. <laughs> There so we, like, we go. There we go. I'm like, lady, the same conversation where I thought we had some, you know what I'm saying? Some white sympathy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you understand the journey right here, the, the plight of the black man. You look at me with my daughter after I oh confirm that it is my daughter. Yeah. You say, oh, good shit. <laughs> so you're not a deadbeat. You know yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's pretty wild. It was a wild moment. So I'm like, I'm thinking the audacity of yeah. this lady. I'm like, yo, that is not a compliment. Yeah. But I saw it in her face. Like, yeah. she really thought like, you know, oh, man, I, just, I just made a black friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's cool. He's a dad. And we're talking about black men getting killed by cops. Like, oh, I got a black yeah, yeah, friend. Me, yeah. And I'm like, yo, don't ever tell another black man. When, when you see him be active with his kid, don't compliment him like like he should have. You know what I'm saying? Like, you assume he would have been a deadbeat. Exactly. So, good shit, you're not a deadbeat. Exactly. That ain't a compliment. You wouldn't have told that to the white guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't have told that to the, you probably wouldn't even have got in a conversation with the Chinese guy or the whoever, but. Like, don't tell no black guy yeah. good stuff you stuck around to be a dad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was hurtful, but I thought I saw it as a, you know, that's a teachable moment. Yes. I told her what I had to tell her. Then I came home. Here, Sean is back. I'm home again. Sean who was searching for something else. You know what I'm saying? I, I was financially fulfilled at the job, but I still wanted purpose. And okay. I remember my energy when I was, you know, creating um, curating programming and events and parties and things for the frat with the, with the purpose of, Gaining the exposure and the popularity for us to do whatever we wanted, even mm-hmm. outside of, of, of college. I wanted the, the frat to be just, I mean, the chapter to be just so popping. We could do what we want now, right? Okay. And we did that. Now I'm um in another phase of life where it's family life. Okay. So my purpose would have had to, like, whatever I wanted to do would have had to been, like, intertwined with family life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't realize what was going to make me go hard, but that lady's comment. Made me go so hard. That's crazy. And I didn't realize that that was about to be my new purpose. So I'm like, I got to change. I'm like, what can I do? Yeah. I already got skills as a, as a designer.
0: Yeah.
1: I already got the frat behind yeah. me. You know what I'm saying? So I, got, I have a really good, like, relationships with men. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know how to communicate with them. I know how to get vulnerable and all of that because of the frat. So you take that plus my skills as a designer. i throwing parties and doing all of those things. Now I got purpose. Okay. My family's everything, right? Yeah. And now she gave me, like, this, like, mission, like, all right, I'm I'm, going to, we got to change the topic because I think this lady, she just didn't see it. <laughs> she didn't see it. You know mm. what I'm saying? I'm not going to fault her. Yeah, In yeah. that neighborhood, I bought a house where I was one of two black families on the block. Yeah, yeah. And this was 2016, so I'm, you know, well, at this point, it was, like, maybe 2018 when I bought the house. But I'm like, it's, I'm like, I'm surprised we even getting on yeah, blocks. Like, like you know I'm saying? Is this still a thing? I would assume <laughs> there would be more of us everywhere, right? So now I'm experiencing this whole, like, undertone of racism. Not overt racism, but like, this whole, like, assuming that we, you know what I mean? Like, misconceptions. We, misconceptions and shit. And I say, you know, I'm gonna start an Instagram. Talking to my boys, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm gonna start an Instagram, and I'll just show it from there. And I don't really even need to, like, solicit content from anybody. I'm gonna use my guys, because we were all just getting married, just having new kids. We were all very excited about family life and being fathers. So I'm like, you know, I'll use us as the content. Send me a pic here and there. I'll throw the hashtag up. If anybody wants to join the hashtag, jump on. It's called The Dad Gang. The mission is to change the way the world views black fatherhood. That's it, right? I'm going to make it look good. I got the skills for that. I'm going to tell my guys to pull up when I want to do something outside. And that's kind of what I started doing. But like about a few months in, it just started catching on.
0: How did you come up with the name? I mean, it's very clear, but at the same time, from a marketing perspective, it had to be available. It had to be all these different things. So, what was your creative process, and how did you kind of blend your creative director hat with so, this?
1: So, so glad you said that which is which is a thing. I had a T-shirt um, when I had my daughter that that I that said "Dad Gang." I just made it. Okay, it wasn't a thing. Okay. I just figure, oh, I'm a dad now. It's dad gang. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, from the I'm, I'm from the block, they they, yeah. they associate with these things. I'm gonna switch it up. It's Dad gang, right? So I have this T-shirt. It wasn't even an Instagram page. It wasn't a thing. Okay. There was no concept to it. It's just a T-shirt. Now I'm telling one of my friends the story, or two of my frat brothers the story, and I'm like, what? What? I gotta do this Instagram page because of this. Uh, you know, I gotta start this movement, and I'm thinking of what it should be called, and I'm wearing the T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and my boy looked at me like, yo, shout out Jesso Brooklyn. He actually saw it. Okay, okay. So Jesso yeah. was sitting down with me, right, and I used to, like, I would have my younger frat brothers come just spend time with me at home because there, there was a time when it was just parties. There was yeah, a time yeah, yeah, when it was yeah, just yeah. frat stuff. Yeah. But I wanted them to see the different phases of, like, our life because a lot of the older heads that brought me in, um, they didn't really bring me into the family, you know what I'm saying, to okay. see what they were doing. I, I knew what they were doing business-wise, you mm. know what I'm saying, like, but I was so close to Justin and all of these guys in my school. I'm like, yo, I got a newborn at home. Come over here. Okay. You know, spend time with me. You want to kick it with me? You might not drink, but this is what I'm doing right now. Wow. And they will come, and I'm telling them the story. And Justin is like, no, bro, you the one. Show wow. them for real. You're the one. Matter of fact, you're wearing it right now. And I look down, wow. and I got a Dad Gang shirt on. Wow. Light bulb. So then I went through the process of making sure it was available on Instagram, making sure the website was available. So I did all of those nice. things. It, it worked. You know what nice. I'm saying? Um, didn't think of a logo or any of that. I just, the name was there. That's important. Yeah. Name was there. I took it. And I said, you know, conceptually, even thinking like a gang, I want to take over. You know what I'm saying? This is the, this is like, we're going to take over Instagram. I looked at, uh, I came home and I also said, if she could say that, let me see what it looks like when I type in black fatherhood online. So that's one of the first things I did when I came home, looked at, let me look, see what it looks like. I Google it. You know what I'm saying? I'll Google fatherhood period. A whole bunch of white dads show up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying all the like all those images yeah. show up, all just white dads. Yeah. Then I Google black fatherhood, and the first thing it says tackling the misconception are black dads MIA absent black fatherhood. Why are black fathers missing? It? Wow. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Wow. So even if it's this just negative, not, it's just negative. It's so I'm negative. like, that's interesting that that's the only thing that comes up. <laughs> so now here I am. I'm like, so it's already a mission for somebody because they're writing stories about this, True. but I don't. I didn't really see anybody tackle it from from the from like a social media okay. perspective. You know what I'm saying? Or from like a, let's just highlight the positive. We hear y'all, we hear the misconception, but let's show what we actually look like. No acting, no fake content. This is me on a regular day. I go, you know, I go to brunch with my boys, three of us, we take our kids in strollers. We're breaking necks.
0: Yeah. Seeing three <laughs> black dads. You know what I'm saying? I'm like,
1: okay, yeah. it's a thing. Okay, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So as it's, it's, You felt the eyeballs before
0: anyway. Anyway, and I feel I feel like that, like any given day of the week, like yeah. I feel like they're they're trying to understand, like they try to understand your dynamic without
1: yeah talking to you. Where's the mom? Yeah,
0: what yeah. do y'all? Do? You yeah. know what I'm
1: saying? Like, but um, yeah. So so that starts happening. Um, the page is there. I'm I'm not thinking that the page is actually gonna turn into people showing up anywhere. But the next time I go to link up with my boy, shout out to Vic. Erica, my, you know, my my guys, who who my dad gang, right? My personal guys yeah. who I link up with, who I asked, yo, y'all getting the stairs too? They're getting the stairs too. This is ridiculous. So I need this content. Send me some stuff. Send me some stuff. Right? There's no t-shirt. There's nothing. There's just the Instagram page. That's the first thing I did, Um, I was doing a play date. And I just asked the Instagram following. At that point, it was less than 1,000. So, yo, I'm in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Anybody want to show up? A little play date. I'm going to this spot. I don't know. It might have been somewhere out here, actually, in our Park Slope. Oh, you was
0: doing stuff like jimborees and stuff? Yeah.
1: yeah. Wow. High key. That, wow. The One of the first things I did was like a jimboree, like a little play situation, and um, like nine guys showed up. It like no moms allowed. This is yeah. just the dads. Nine dads okay. showed up with their kids that I didn't know. Wow. And that's when I realized, oh, like there's a community here. Okay. That's nobody speaking to them. Wow. So outside of the mission to change the way the world views us, there's a whole thing for us here. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like we're like dads. You know, dads might not be getting together because up until that point, I'm on my second kid. Nobody really invited me to a dad play date. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nah, like I, I, you ever yeah, been to one of those? Nah, shows? I never been to a dad
0: play date. Nah. But, but,
1: but it exists. The women are going out. You yeah, know that's what I'm true. saying? Like that's facts. so I'm like, oh, okay. So here my light bulbs going off in my head, like, ooh, the dad gang about to be something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I just, you know, try to figure out like, well, what would make sense? I, okay. Cause it's not all just about a play date. I also want to make some impact now too, you know? So we went from that, um, keep on posting, everybody sending stuff. I dropped merch a year later. Um, I launched a merch because it wasn't about the merch, but now I'm like, you know, gangs like to, ha- to have something to associate with, <laughs> yes. right? So there's a color, there's a... Yeah, the bandanas probably wouldn't work. The bandanas ain't going to work, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But a little t-shirt here and yeah, there is not going to be too bad. Um, I dropped the merch, um, and then I did a brunch. Okay. The first brunch we did, uh, shout out to Keyshawn. Okay. We did it at um, at Brooklyn Blend. The real midwood mm, thing right now, mm, you know what mm, I'm saying? Mm. So he's showing his dad, really close friend of mine old, nice. for years. We come in there, and Brooklyn Blend ain't even that big. So I just kind of put it out, like, you know, pull up. We have a little light brunch. It's all for us. He let us, like, block it out for a few hours. And overflow. Wow! Packed. Wow. 80 dads and kids. <laughs> First brunch out the gate. 80 dads <laughs> and kids says a lot. People were just waiting for something like they this. They were waiting, waiting, yeah. bro. And I'm looking at the, listening to the conversations that we were all having, very similar experiences. And it's not all about how the, our ethnic counterparts viewed us. It was, it was like, yo, dude, like my wife don't fuck with me right now. What should I do? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> or like, or like, uh, you know, the baby's not sleeping. What should I do? Okay. Like real questions that you can only ask other dads because yeah. if your boys don't got kids, they, they, they can't really know. help you. True. So now these dudes are like, "Yo, I needed to talk to some dads like y'all who are look like we got it all together." You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. if you' out here with your kids by yourself, at least we know you can manage your children. So, um, you know, I'll, I would trust you to ask you a few questions. It looks like you're, you're doing just fine. So, okay. a lot of conversation was happening, and um, it again, it just further solidified the fact that we needed community. You know what I'm saying? We needed, we needed a space. We needed moments where we can speak to each other and not have. You know, and then not be about ethnic counterparts or, like, not have the whole our wives or our spouses or, our you know, the moms. Yeah. And it's we just needed somewhere to be. Yeah. So um, Instagram starts growing. The events start getting crazy. And the exposure didn't really get wild until, like, 2019, 2020. Wow. By that time, we had, like, I, I think we did our first dad walk called Strona with the homies. We did mm-hmm. it in Brooklyn. We did Prospect Park? Was we it? did Prospect Park. Okay. So the concept of that one was like, you know, people were saying, like, you know, Sean, do a daddy-daughter dance or do, you know, a, a lot of things that have been done before, yeah. but I'm like, I do... I, we also got to realize I'm trying to, we're trying to do two things at the same time. We're trying to get together, but we're also trying to shift the narrative. So if we just keep on doing our, our, our brunches inside, nobody I'm sees us getting it. together. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And um, I wanted that shock value. So the next thing we did was strolling with the homies. I tell the following... Fellas, come through. We going to stroll. Quick little we march. Rolling. We rolling deep. <laughs> Let's see how deep we could get. We going to Prospect Park. Bring the babies out. Grab some water. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to get it. A hundred dads show up. A hundred dad and kids. So now we, like... 200, 300 deep. 200 deep. 200 easy. deep easy. Outside yeah. of Prospect Park. And the reaction that we... Women were crying. Wow. Black, you know what I'm saying? Our yeah. sisters were crying. Wow. People were stopping, clapping. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, wow, this shit got really emotional. You know what I'm saying? Even for the guys that were there, like, we just needed something. It's furthering the fact that, like, nobody is talking to wow. black dads. Nobody is giving
0: them the spaces. From an emotional standpoint, how did it hit you right there?
1: Oh, man. At, at that point, I already knew this was, like, my this was my purpose in life. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know... Joining the frat was one thing. I needed that. I needed to to learn that about myself. I needed, you know, that was a part of my manhood. Everything we go through in life, you know, trains us to be who we're supposed to be ultimately. Even in the moment when we're being that person, everything before up until that point shaped us to be that person. In this moment of life, of time for me, I was just, I had the time. I had the skills. I had the support. I had everything I needed to put this in front of America. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. I had the, I, I can articulate it. I had the stories. I, ha, I had everything, you know, right at my disposal. I just needed to, like, keep at it, be very consistent. And that's really all I did. I was consistently posting, nice. consistently sharing, consistently nice. giving us opportunities to pull up. And every time I did, the response was just insane. Wow. And you started it at home? At home. Back at in home,
0: Brooklyn.
1: At home. Well, no, I started at well, it was, I was in Long Island. Long, Long Island. But, um, I mean, in the park. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, I had to bring it back Yeah, because honestly I didn't even feel I bought the house in Long Island but I didn't really feel at home in Long Island <laughs> if I'm a link Same with my facts. guys you yeah. know what I'm saying like we gonna come back to the yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, that's what it's been so now
0: throughout all of that you're trying to get it to a point where it's growing and growing when did you realize that alright I could spend more time on this and this
1: is really this is my business okay so good, great question um I dropped the merch on 2018. That was my son's first birthday, um, March 20th, 2018. At that point, I had already had the Instagram for going on two years now, but I just felt like the purpose was so about the mission. I didn't want to like, have to like, you know, sell t-shirts or whatever, have you. although it, was, it made sense. Once I um, started selling the merch, I saw the response. I never thought that, that this would be something that would take me out of my job. Yeah. So I, yeah. I'm like, you know, a T-shirt, cool, whatever. But it's, it ain't going to go that yeah, hard. Yeah, It started going hard. <laughs> it started going crazy. Then DaVal pulls You know what I'm saying? I say, yeah, yo, DaVal, yeah. can you throw this on? Like, let's work something <laughs> out. Because DaVal's going crazy, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was posting, and I was starting to notice a lot of the dads who were doing content. Okay. Because those would be my go-tos. Like, if I, if I couldn't find something... From a stranger or a, ra- a random dad, I would go to, like, people who are posting content. Got and it. you know what DeVal was doing 24-7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the- there's DeVal, there's belief in fatherhood, there's chronicles of daddy. There was all of these dad fluencers who it. I could pull from. So DeVal, being a Brooklyn boy, I'm like, yo, I hit him up like a <laughs> D. And, you know, we got um Josh in common. Yeah. That's my yeah, guy. Yeah. Josh is shooting all his stuff. And I'm like, yo, let me get a hold of DeVal. Get a hold of DeVal. Shout out to D. Because he, I, he been on this show twice. He a real one. <laughs> yeah. He a real one. He, I, got, I got some merch about to go to him right now to hook okay, up some nice guys, guys in ATL. <laughs> ATL dad gang, we got some stuff coming for y'all. There we go. But um, yeah, I told DeVal, I said, yo, here's the concept. I need your support. He goes, say less. We all about fatherhood. DeVal put that shirt on. And Forget without it. being too transparent, let me tell y'all, it went crazy. Wow. It went crazy. Wow. Enough for me to be like, oh, this this might compete with my job. Wow! This might compete with my job. Like wow. the, the demand is high. Wow! Um, come that Mother's Day, I say let me give the mom some 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 like, mm. Kadeem puts on a shirt. Mm. Okay. Mm. Now, if you understand the power of social media <laughs> and who People they be like, who? who they are at this moment in time, you know what I'm saying. Start googling. Yo! It went <laughs> crazy. So now I'm like, you know, by the time like the second like 2019, I was still working my job as a creative director, but it. The the merch was very much in competition with my salary. Very much. Nice. Um, it was hard to 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 fulfill the orders. Yeah, I was about was to say in. you doing it yourself. Or you had doing like three P L. Now it's all you. Wow, dude, it was all me. I was wow. putting in hours, and it was like it was it was it you was tough. To pick and pack everything. Wow. It was, yo, from designing the yeah. shirt to to everything about wow. it. Um. So come twenty twenty, I had I told myself if if the merch makes what my salary, I'm gonna quit. It did make my salary, and I didn't quit within the pandemic. Yeah. And my job was like, you know, we, we're not going to be able to pay you. And they still expected me to work. And I'm like, there's <laughs> no way. I'm going to design the offer. I didn't even need that this at this point. It doesn't make sense. So, you know, I, I prayed. Um, you know, I had my little moment. Okay. in the backyard. I'm like, God, listen. I need, I would do this dad gang thing 24-7, full time but I need my family to be comfortable. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not a guy that has been moving around. I need the money to keep my life as it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So I'm going to give it 100%, but I also had a really good gut feeling. I knew it was my purpose. Yeah. So I'm like, if if I trust myself to lean into my purpose, I got to win. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I got to win. Even if the money doesn't match, I got to win. Because the purpose is going to open doors for other things. Who knows what it's going to be? And I swear to you, from that moment on, 2020, I let go of every other job that I had. I did the dad gang full time. And it's been nothing but blessings ever since. In the middle of the pandemic. In the middle of the pandemic,
0: and and racial injustice
1: at the same time. Racial, and just... and dude. And you you started marching. Started marching. Um. So the first first the march was called strolling with the homies. It was like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like you are yeah. strolling with the homies. It's chilling. By the time 2020 came, um, and George Floyd got killed, we were not going to do shit. In terms of like marching or, or strolling, because it's, it's also the pandemic. Yeah. But the climate was so everybody was so tight behind this, and him being a dad, you know, what I'm saying like we were like, yo, we got to respond in some way. True. I'm like, I, I can't. Like, we all having conversations with our kids. We all just Trying watch this man get kneeled. Yeah. On. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So everybody was so emotional about it and so you know moved by it. I said, you know what, I'm gonna I'm I'm do. I'm gonna do a, a executive call. Okay. And we're gonna do a march, although the team was like, I don't know if we should do this and tell them bring the babies out in the true, pandemic. True, and I'm like, you know what? Even if they don't, America needs to hear or see that Black dads can have a demonstration too. You know what I'm saying? People were marching all all around the world yeah. for George Floyd. Yeah, I'm like, we can't not say nothing. That's the yeah, a community that just says right. here. Yeah. We're not gonna not say nothing because it's because it's it's not pretty now. You know what I'm saying? So I say, listen, it's not gonna be strolling with the homies because it's not funny. It's, we're gonna. This is March of Dads, so I changed the name for this particular one. I say we're gonna do it in DC, okay. right in the Capitol. We're gonna go from the uh, the Museum of African American History, right, and we're gonna march to Black Lives Matter Plaza. Wow! And it was the biggest march that we ever had. Four hundred people supporters, news uh, everywhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we had the Black Dads, but then there was also supporters, and you know sympathizers of the black movement you know what i mean like it was insane and at that point the media got so crazy Word if it got to oprah what if it gets to steve harvey now the exposure has gone from like just this dad group to this really socially conscious organization that's like doing these public demonstrations like where where else did you see 400 dads pull up yeah you know what i'm saying like it it, it wasn't done it wasn't being done like that so now it's like it's it's a thing now. You know what I'm saying. Now the movement is really a movement. You know. Wow. Now it's not just social media. It's not just brunch anymore. Yeah, yeah. We're not just coming out just to show you. This is real social. You know what I'm saying. This is activism
0: now. You know. From you creating this, is this the point where it might have became unmanageable
1: for you two? Or how did you deal with that instant growth? Um, it was a lot, but but it wasn't unmanageable because I always, um. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, but I bottleneck my work okay. because I like to put my hand on almost every piece of what's happening. Right. right. So although I have a team, I told them I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do ten walks because I can't manage ten walks in in nationwide. I, yeah. I I just don't have the bandwidth. Yeah. But um. But nobody. It was my vision. The dad gang is my baby. So nobody was really going to take it and go there. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Also, a lot of other organizations popped up after they seen what the dad gang was doing. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a lot of other, you know, small organizations, like, same mission. And, I, and to me, I'm very inclusive of them. Okay. I try not to be exclusive because we wow. have the same mission. Wow. And then, you know, I have my, my gifts. You know what I'm saying? What what made the dad gang the dad gang. So I, I'm not going to look at another org doing it and think competitively. You know what I'm saying? Like, can you
0: imagine? I'm going to ask you to tie the frat to it. Frats have chapters. Mm-hmm. Do you have dad gang chapters? Is that that the future of dad gang? That
1: is the future of dad gang. I'm glad you even asked me this now because I just dropped. um, So for March of Dads this year, we're doing a tour. We're finally going to really do the tour the way we wanted to. So we marched in Atlanta, but that was like the only March of that year. We marched in Brooklyn, but that was the only March of that year. We marched in D.C. That was the only March of that year. This year, we're going to try to tackle multiple cities. Wow. While we tackle them. Now we're, I'm in a place where everything is, like, locked in. And when I say locked in, I mean business-wise. You okay. know, the dad gang, although it's a movement, it was also a business. Yeah, of course. So, you know, legally I needed everything right. Yep. I didn't want to start a dad gang L.A. chapter and my business ain't straight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, nice. start a dad gang D.C. and then it gets out of my hands because they're running it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're running, running it in a way that wasn't it's a different. part of Yeah, just yeah. different. Like, you know what I mean? Like. I got my my pillars like the way we need it to be represented. A lot of times even the content is very I'm very particular in the content that we 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 drop on that page. Wow. You know? I don't attack deadbeats. Wow. You know? We we try we're trying to change deadbeats. Yeah, 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 we're not yeah, trying yeah. to attack them. We're trying to get them in the fold. Okay. You know, so I'm not gonna highlight it and attack deadbeats where somebody if it's somebody else's page, they might, they might go in a different direction. Yeah. So I just needed the 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 way we do things and everything to be so solidified and organized before I expand to a place where I could open multiple chapters with dads that I trust okay. that wouldn't think this is about selling T-shirts. Yep. Or this is, this is not about viral moments. It's a movement. This—it's a, it's a, it's real, a real, movement real movement that's tackling real issues out here. We're really helping people. So now we're at the place where we can expand. Now you know. Like just on an annual basis,
0: how, what are you doing to kind of even give back to the communities? Or are you talking to dads directly? Like how? Great how question. do? You, yeah.
1: Great question. So in 2020, um, another thing that we were able to accomplish is we started a non-profit. Nice. So the dad gang in and of itself was not a non-profit. Okay. It was just a page. Then it was just a business. Okay. It's the movement. Um, but but this is, it was also a business in terms of merch is what we are using to facilitate or to pay for the events. That got a little heavy because the event, as the events got bigger, the cost of doing <laughs> these brunches get got bigger. Crazy. Yeah. And I'm not trying to hit guys over the head, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like for $150 money, $150 exactly. For the, for the, come to, yeah. come to the dad brunch brunching. a hundred dollar ticket. So now I'm like, all right. So the merch is paying for that. We need donations. We yeah. need we need a way to do this. Yeah. So then we created the nonprofit nice. called Random Acts of Dadness. Shout out to Random Acts of Dadness. Nice. Um, and the team that helped me put put that together. So now we have an actual 501c3. Nice. You know. And with that, we can do fundraisers and we started accepting bigger donations. One of the first donations we got was from Bye Bye Baby. Shout out oh, to them. Wow. They wow. gave us twenty thousand dollars in strollers, right? <laughs> so now we're really changing the game. It's right? with the homies. Gonna be different after that. Dog. <laughs> we get twenty thousand dollars in strollers, um, and it's, it's so funny how it came up. We told them that we're doing strolling with the strolling with the homies, right? Some dads would hit up the page and be like, "Yo, I wanted to come, but we didn't have a stroller." Are you serious? Yeah. Some dads would be like, "Yo, my stroller can't handle that," Man. or whatever the case may yeah. be. So now, in having these conversations and creating these spaces, I'm getting a re- like a real good air to what they need. You know what I'm saying? Like, now I'm hearing what a lot of dads are lacking or what they're missing wherever they are. So I'm like, oh, we need resources. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, okay, so now, all right, right, I get it, Sean. It's not just about the vision and how people see us. Okay, it's not just about finding spaces. So we also need somebody, like, we need an organization that's helping the dads who are less fortunate. You know what I'm saying? The dads who might not want to say, like, yo, I don't got the money for that right now. You know what I'm saying? But from another dad, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, wow. let me get some help." So now I get these strollers. Um, I tell bye bye baby. Some, you know, I told some of them what our needs were, and they donated these strollers. And now I'm like, "All right, the next stroller with the homies we have, the day before that, we're gonna give it all away." Nice. So we do like a three city tour. We did the Bronx, we did Harlem, we did Queens. We gave away the entire inventory. Nice. Any dads, new nice. dads that need it, pull up. Pull up. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Scotch Porter. Mm. Um, which is another really good thing. Like the Dad Gang has been get, been getting so many good partnerships, which is something I couldn't imagine. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I've worked with people now and organizations now that I had no no idea, but no no plans for this. no plans for this. You know what I'm saying? But God know what He's yeah, doing. That's it. You lean into your purpose, and He provides a way for you to answer that. To, right. So now you know we have the nonprofit. We're getting donations. Every dollar we get, every item we get, give it right back. You know what I'm saying? We create a scenario, create a situation, an event, whatever it may be, a way to get it back to him, you know? Okay. Wow.
0: Now, I'm a basketball fan, Mm. and I know LeBron shouted you out.
1: Mm. Right?
0: What what was a moment like that? I mean, Oprah's Oprah, Mm -hmm. Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey. Like, for me, when I saw LeBron shout you out, I was like, yo, this is different.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, again, so, (laughs) aside from the exposure with, like, other black dads seeing the page and jumping on or whatever have you. And the merch really got out there yeah.
0: too.
1: Um, the partnerships. Once we started opening up partnerships, we were we would have access to people that they were working with. So do something with Target. We got access to whoever's working with Target. There's something with Walmart. Walmart gave us access to The Real. Nice. We gave away $75,000 on TV, on nice. The Real. Nice. So now I'm connected to them. I'm just being connected to all these different people. I go on Oprah. Now you might, you might say, you know, LeBron for you, but Oprah for a lot of other yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. I sat on a panel with it was myself, it was Tyler Perry, it really? was Mike um, um, Killer Mike. Yeah, you know what yeah I'm yeah, saying yeah, all yeah. of these
0: different people. And he's a Baytown activist. Yeah,
1: and it was a fathers' special. It was a hundred black fathers, and I was one of eight people that spoke. So apparently. I'm not sure if LeBron saw that shit. Yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but I know somebody, somebody saw it. Saw it. <laughs> so down the line, uh, yeah, we do a campaign, and um, I did a campaign with Walmart. Shout out to them because they okay. have a re- they have an incredible team over there. Um, and yeah, he was one of the guys to represent the, the dad tag campaign. Wow. So it was it was LeBron and Coach Prime. Wow. So here I am, like working on the content. I'm even blown by this yeah. whole thing. You yeah, know what I'm saying
0: like, how am I up here? <laughs> how how is this happening? You know what I'm saying?
1: But it's more proof that, like every year or every few months, I get more proof that this is what I was supposed to do. Got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can I not do this when it's you know it's being represented and so many so many people are being impacted and so many people are just jumping on the on the movement? It's like, oh, I'm gonna do this for the rest of my life. Now, I want to go back to your
0: dynamic, right? You have with the family dynamic, right?
1: Did things ever change with you and your pops after the fact? Oh man, so my pops is one of my best friends now. Yeah. When I left the house as an adult, I told my dad I'd never talk to him again. I said, yeah. dude, you you're so you're such a disappointment. And I don't even need to put up with that right now. I held on to the respect because my mom is Trinidadian. And she said, You gonna you're gonna say good morning to your father every day. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Like so I held on to the respect, but I had no respect. Yeah, you know, I had no love. I I really resented him because a lot of the scenarios, I felt like, yo, dude, I gave you some excuses when we were younger, but you older now. It's You should be better. Yeah. Anyway, a few years back, a few years after that, as I became a dad and I, you know, started to understand how hard it was to keep, you know, a family of five intact, right? Not intact, but, you know, to support your family with everything that you have, I started really sympathizing with his journey okay. as, a, as an immigrant. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. not ever going to therapy. Yeah. I was in therapy. Yeah. So now I'm working through real emotion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then I got the money to go on a vacation after that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got money to, like, not be so inundated with, like, earning and putting food on the table. I'm living a a, a decent life. Yeah. So with that, I gave him a lot. You know, I gave him some grace, and I spoke to him before my kid. Uh, you know, after my... I think before my son came. At some point, I spoke to him. Okay. And I said, I, "I'm the, the forgiveness that I'm giving you, don't even belong to you it belongs uh, to me uh, everything i got in me belongs to me my love belongs to me access to me is mine you know what i'm saying uh, but what, what i'm gonna give you right now is forgiveness because i don't want that to be on me yes and i want my son or my kids to extend that to me and the only way i can you know i can genuinely feel like they're going to be able to do that is if i can do it as well so i want to pass down healing because we're going to pass something down anyway so i'm going to pass down healing but it's going to extend to behind me as well i'm going to forgive you You know what I'm saying? I'm going to take back those things that I said, but, you know, I'm not saying I'm going to call you every day or I'm going to, like, try to work on this relationship, but I'm not going to hold any animosity towards you. So that really, that really, like, hit him head. He responded well. Oh, yeah, he responded well to that. Did
0: he realize how... Absent, he was in those moments, or did, did you a light, enlighten him at that time?
1: I have to. I think he's a little bit delusional even now. I
0: love you know him. Like, <laughs> like I was there. Yeah, <laughs> he
1: goes, "What are you talking about? I was there for everything." Like he owes me Christmas gifts from oh, year man. one. Oh, you man. know what I'm saying? And, but like, um, I, th- I think it, it was a process. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like we have to find each other um, in adulthood, and I think there's a lot of like you know, parental relationships that where, you know, your kid is a kid. You might not know how to respond to a kid, but when you become a man, men, he knows how to talk to men. He okay. ain't know how to talk to a fifteen mm, okay. year old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. ain't know how to talk to me when I was twelve.
0: Yeah. But, but man as a man, to man,
1: man to man, no 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 lie. Sorry pops, I make more money than you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. no lie. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like I'm up here now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm a man with stature, with with things that you could learn. You know what I'm saying? So he the respect is all there. But the love is there now, too, because wow. he's like, yo, I, he knows he didn't give me the blueprint for a lot of the things wow. I do with my kids. I'm over here with my son meditating. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm over here braiding my daughter's hair. Wow. My dad would never, <laughs> has never. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. he's already looking at me like, this dude is an alien. In the best way, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's so proud. Um, Shout so, out to you, pops. Love him to death. So I now, now,
0: even with the dynamic with your children, right, how, how did you, in the end, like, you're a firstborn. Mm-hmm. She's not a young girl anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? So, just that and then even your younger kids, how did you kind of work through different dynamics with them? Uh, different dynamics like how? Meaning just like, for instance, your oldest one, mm-hmm. you weren't with her every okay. day. Okay. okay. Right? So, yep. so, and, and I think people have a misconception again. Mm-hmm. If you're not there every day, mm-hmm. can you really be a great dad? And some dad, dads may be struggling with that. Yeah. How do they do that?
1: Yeah. Um, how do you... So... Honestly, I think you could be effective even if you're not the custodial parent. Even if, if your kid is not home with you every day, it's on you. It's not like back in the day where you know you didn't have uh FaceTime. You know what I'm saying? Like you you got FaceTime, you got your fo- you True. have a cell phone. You True. can you if you wanted to, you could speak to your kid every day if yeah. you want to. Yeah. You know? Um a dad once DM'd a page and he asked, he said, you know, I don't have access to my daughter. She's too young. And the my daughter's mom is not allowing me to contact them, so I said so she so he's like she's gonna end up hating me because they, I have no access yeah. to her. So I said, you know what? Kids are one of the most forgiving creatures in life. These kids they get over stuff really fast. Not saying that the trauma ain't gonna be there, but they they you they're gonna yearn for you anyway. Yeah. So I told him, I said, start writing your letters, bro. Start writing your letters every day. Wow. Write a write a write a note to her every day. Wow. When you do get the opportunity, she's going to see 365 days of, like, oh, my dad was thinking about me. Because that's really what they want to know. Yeah. Were you thinking about me, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Is everything my mom was saying right? And what we don't want is to give anybody the opportunity to make us sound like deadbeats when we when that's not what we were trying to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you wanted to be involved and you can't, there are ways to prove that way your mind, what your mindset was like in, in all of these moments. So that's just, a you know, just... Something that I I was exposed to, but uh, for me, um, I was on it, man. I was on it with my daughter. She she she's never my oldest has never lived with me for more than six months okay. because her mom was upstate, okay. Um, and I was like always in Long Island. Yep. yep. Now I'm in Maryland. Yep. You know what I'm saying? She's where she is, and um, but uh, yeah, I was I was with her every 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 other mm-hmm. week. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I made yeah, a yeah. major effort. You know what I mean? Like I was there emotionally. Um, and that picked that that. It didn't excuse me not being there physically, but my presence was felt every single day. Got it. In every aspect of her life. Now she's, you know, applying to college and she's like my best friend. You know wow. what I mean? Like we're going through this together. <laughs> you know, like she knows my limits. I, I can't, I'm not there every day, but she could also live with me too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she has the option. She's okay. 18. Okay. You know what I'm
0: saying?
1: Nice. Yeah. Nice. And what about with your youngest? Um, youngest too. With them too. I also, when, when I do have my oldest daughter, I'm always creating the moment. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like it's all a vibe for me. And especially in this stage in the game, my livelihood became being a father anyway. Yes. So I'm always thinking of creative ways to keep us together or to, nice. you know, give us bonding moments. The way I see it, every time I'm with my daughter and my kid, it's a bonding moment. It literally it doesn't matter what we're doing. It's a bonding moment. True. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever we're going to do, it's going to be an experience. Yeah. So yeah. we're making core memories like every other day, you know? So um, it's been really tight with them. Uh, They're good. Um, The other two, just just vibing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's been really tight. Now, author, podcasting now too. Yeah. What
0: has it been like jumping into these different pieces and what's become your favorite now outside of the core, the core structure of the dad game?
1: Um, my favorite will always be the events. Okay. The walk, okay. Um, the panels we've had. I like being around other dads. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's like your boys, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But being around other dads and their kids, even better. It's, it's a vibe. You know, you know, be playful be vulnerable like so the events will always be my thing also working with the partners is is always dope um but the way the dad gang opened doors for me to do other things like write the book or or the podcast which is about to drop soon it's just wild you know what i'm saying like i had a couple concepts for books in my head but while i'm building a brand and organization it's just so hard to like focus on so many different things that you could be doing but it exposed me to um Just, like, really good organizations and businesses. So, like, my first book, uh, Girl Dad, shout out to anybody that got it, if you don't know. (laughs) Girl Dad has been out. Uh, Boy Dad is about to drop in May. Um, But that's HarperCollins Kids. So, I got this huge publishing company, you know what I'm saying, interested in, like, whatever I want to write. Wow. So we come up with the concept for girl dad, but I said, I, I know everybody's talking about girl Dads because of Kobe. Yeah, and it, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. it was really an ode to Kobe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Um, just to highlight that like, you know, relationship between dads and daughters, like it's different. Yeah, I've done stuff with the dad gang and showed it where it would be like mixed reviews or like a post, right? Like my daughter put makeup on my face. Not that I'm gonna go outside with makeup. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like it had nothing to do with my sexuality, like my, my daughter don't care. If she gonna be a makeup artist, I'm happy to help her. You know yeah, what I'm mean? saying? Yeah, like yeah. I don't care. Yeah. She put it on my face. I looked like a clown. I washed it <laughs> off. She got a good laugh. I got a good laugh. That it was, was done. But I post it. It goes viral. But then you got some dads like I would never. Uh-huh. Oh, you guys are killing manhood. Masculinity <laughs> is dead. <laughs> I'm like fam. I have a three year old. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. think this is about masculinity? It has nothing to do with that. But how about you? what's your, what? How is your masculinity in jeopardy with a three year old? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you got to, your manhood, you're more fragile than anything else. If anything, my masculinity is more intact than yours. It's pretty strong, bro, because I know I could wash this off with a Kleenex.
0: And and a lot of people have been speaking about it, even seeing Michael B. Jordan out here with his co-star, I can't remember his name right now, from Creed. Uh uh Uh-huh, And, and, you know, they hugged up, they, you know, like, people don't understand it. Bro, I I don't get it.
1: And and, and that's another funny thing with fatherhood and masculinity and what it does to you. Um, there's one, there's something that we've been tr- discussing in the dad gang, which was um, affection between fathers and sons. Right, like mm-hmm. as a baby, you kiss your son all mm-hmm, the time. Mm-hmm. What age do you stop. stop kissing your son, right? Or even for like the older gentleman yeah. I don't ever remember my dad giving me a kiss. Yeah, nah, I don't remember yeah. him doing that. Yeah, facts. But we would kiss our daughters all the time. That's true.
0: Now, my son is six and I haven't stopped because it's, it's a different feeling right now. Yeah. You know, but it's I, it's, it's also about when he going to stop me. Like, yo, dad, you have right. to relax, bro. Right. <laughs> and, and you know, that's fine. That's, yeah. that's fine.
1: But it's like... We I are, show him love. I yeah, show him he crazy the love. love. They need the hugs. Yes. They need the physical... They need yes. the hugs. And it's like, it has nothing to do with your masculinity, nothing, though. Nothing, you know what I'm saying? Like, you if if still gonna be rough and tough. Exactly. You gonna, gonna be fellas. If, if, son, if if it embarrasses you when I kiss you, I ain't gonna do it. That's yeah. fine. But it got nothing to do with yeah. your masculinity, though. Yeah. That don't make me gay. Yeah. It doesn't make me feminine. It doesn't make me none of the above. None of the above It's love that we need. Straight up, as black men. <laughs> Straight up, especially as black men, yes. we need so like we need so much. We, there's so much emotionally that we have to unlearn. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. Like, and I think we're in a like. Black men are in, a, are in a really good space. Even yes. for Black fatherhood, I will tell you all this for anybody here in this podcast, Black men are killing it at fatherhood, yo. Thanks. Killing it. Thanks. We, there's been so much um, about toxic masculinity, about the negative stereotypes of Black men. The guys that I meet, you are, you are one of them. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't. Want, like, there's so many guys that I meet. I can meet you for the first time, and I'm like, this dude got it. I'm meeting so many dudes that got it mentally, emotionally, yeah. financially, yeah. family structures yeah. tight. They treat their kids right. They treat their wife right. There's a lot of dudes that are healthy masculines. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Healthy black men that got it. And nobody's really, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we not, nobody's celebrating yeah. that the way they celebrate the to toxic be.
0: shit. It needs to be. hmm There you go. But you're doing the work out here. We have to. <laughs> we have to. <laughs>
1: That's Purpose. it.
0: So, Tell us just a little bit before we go off about your podcast. What is your oh, angle? Man. What
1: is your angle? So I don't know if I'm able to say this yet, but I'm okay. going to say cuz cuz yo you getting the first day exclusive. Gonna, <laughs> exclusive. Um the angle is mindful fathering. Okay. The podcast okay. is with Headspace. So shout out mm-hmm. to that team. We got a solid team. Wow. Um ever since starting the dad gang, a podcast has been one of the things that we were going to do. Okay. We never we never we weren't able to do it because I couldn't produce it the way I would have wanted to. Yeah. And the focus was again, like, yeah. you know, these events, the focus was on the page, the focus was on building an organization from within. And um, we couldn't commit to producing a podcast the way we wanted to. Here we are years later and um, Headspace comes through with an opportunity uh, outside of them just being a bomb partnership. Uh, what they're what they were talking about being mindful, mindful parenting. I don't even, I, I damn near don't even yell at my kids at this point because yeah. there's just different ways to do it now. Yeah. And because I've been educated, because I've gone through therapy, because I've unlearned everything emotionally, and uh, you know that I needed to, I I parent my kids so mindfully wow. that working with Headspace has been like it just made so much sense. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, so what we're gonna be doing. It's not just about wellness. It's about the realness too yeah, and everything yeah. else that we discuss and everything, you know, the black father experience. But a lot of it is just figuring out ways and solutions on how to do it better. Nice. You know what I'm saying? How to do it more effectively nice. and how to do it from a place where you are mindful about what you're saying and what you're doing, nice. you know? Um, the wellness matters for us when we have, as a man, my, my mom used to say, I pray. she prayed for me more than she prayed for my two sisters. Wow. And when I would ask her why, she'd say, cuz when you become a father and a husband that family's you're you're responsible for people yes. you know what I'm saying like yeah that's that's a lot of pressure Yeah. so she goes, so I pray for you that you you know that you can approach it with ease and with grace and that you have everything you do, you need to do it successfully because it's a lot of pressure my yes. son and now I just want to share that with like the other dads you know what I'm saying like you got to take your breathers yeah. you know what I'm saying you got to get your check your energy before you go home like belief said don't give don't give 100% to work and then come home and give them zero there's just so many different things that we need to consider as dads that would allow us to show up as fathers in the best possible way and that's what we're going to try to do with the podcast as well
0: blue dope wishes much success I to that it, one bro.
1: podcast to another I and
0: it. i think it's you, if you've already expressed the 1001 reasons brothers need to tap in <sighs> listen in check that. it out the marches are coming the marches are coming Look out for the date Please Different cities Yep No excuses We outside <laughs> we No outside. dope
1: dads left behind
0: <laughs> On the gang early Yeah, yeah this is this is dope Thank you for Yo, having me on Sean here Sean appreciate you I yeah. know you were traveling A busy yep. man yep. It yep. took a yep. while Yo our producer Ryan was like Yo we gotta get Sean up here And I'm like What's the to with Like you yeah. know let's
1: do this that, You know it was just a matter of time That's it you know know I'm saying? Saying? Time and time man. here happen. you are Back yeah. Yeah. home Yeah 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 And I'm gonna need you on mine too you yes. know what I'm saying? Oh facts yeah. Facts Let's do it Yeah Let's do it But it's the dad ble- gang is here people You know what I'm saying Tap in with us Instagram The website Whatever the podcast is coming We're here That's it It's yeah. Blue Dope Peace
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Blue Dope and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, you can follow the crew on Instagram at Blue Dope TV.